0: So glad to be here with you, Hamilton, London, Toronto. I'm speaking to all of you. Uh, We have been talking a lot about the budget and the economy. And one bit of news that came out this morning showed that our unemployment rate has fallen to the lowest level on record. 5.3%. Canada added 73,000 jobs in the month of March. Uh, That's lower than we have ever been. And so that's something to celebrate. We're definitely above the pandemic levels. More people are working. Uh, Most of those jobs were concentrated in places like Ontario and Quebec. And here's the good news, because whenever these job numbers come out, it's really important to dig deeper and say, where are these jobs? And are they full-time jobs? Because those are the kind of jobs that people really uh, make a difference to their household bottom line. So, 93,000 of those jobs, uh, 93,000 rather, full time jobs were added to the economy. And so, that's really good news for people uh, for their household bottom line, like I mentioned, and for their ability to um, not have to do many jobs, which I think can be a very frustrating experience when you're doing two or three jobs at the same time. If you've got that one full time job, it can really add to your quality of life. Uh, I'm now joined by Nathan Jansen. He's the assistant chief economist at RBC Economics to break down some. Of these numbers and talk about these this record-setting day when it comes to employment. Hi, Nathan.
1: Hi, Reena. Thanks for thanks for having me. Uh,
0: I wanted to ask you um, what's your reaction to today's numbers, uh, the unemployment numbers. Uh, it, it was a little less than what economists were expecting. Where did it line up with your expectations?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think it was it was close to what we were expecting. Actually, a little bit a little bit stronger, uh, you know, than what we had assumed uh, going going into the report. Um, You know, the unemployment rate, uh, in particular, you know, falling back to its lowest level since uh, uh, since at least uh, 1976 is obviously a a sign of uh, you know pretty firm uh, jobs market. But I think that that's also you know not really a, a, a new story. Um, you know, it's been it's been a while now that, uh, you know, the number of job vacancies out there has been, uh, uh, you know, growing uh, faster than uh, than the number as, as kind of the ranks of the, the number of unemployed people out there to fill those jobs has been falling. Uh, so labor markets, uh, you know, look extremely tight. They just look, uh, you know, that much uh, tighter uh, after this morning's data.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everywhere you look, it doesn't matter what industry. I mean, there's a lot of focus on the tech industry and the s- certain skills that people have to work in finance. And these are the skills that people are after. But, it, it you know, restaurant industry, hotel industry, airline industry, everywhere they're looking for people, qualified individuals uh, that can do jobs that um, they simply cannot fill. Um, what impact do you think uh, this is going to have on wages? Can, and can workers start demanding higher wages? Because we know that wages have been stagnant i mean up until a couple years ago they were pretty stagnant for about a decade um, is this now the time where we're going to see wages rise uh for, for canadian workers
1: yeah i mean i think all indicators are are that that we will uh we haven't seen you know a lot of wage uh growth uh yet uh, out of the data um but the the numbers are starting to creep higher uh you know hourly wages uh increase to 3.4 percent year over year uh, in uh, in March, which was up a little bit from 3.1% in uh, in in February, uh, so we are seeing some of those pressures. And certainly, when you when you when you talk to businesses, you know, or just from business surveys, uh, um, you know, they'll say you know that they, they, they want to hire more people, uh, and they fully expect uh, to need to pay more uh, at this point uh, to do so. So it is, uh, and, and and as you mentioned, you know, labor shortages are, are are pretty intense, you know, across the board across all all industries. Uh, So in that kind of a backdrop, it is it is a backdrop where where workers have a little more a little more bargaining power right now uh, to ask for more wage growth uh, than uh, maybe we've seen, uh, uh, you know, uh, even in the decade pre-pandemic.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially if you're seeking a job, that is uh, the best time to ask for that, that increase. You know, I was making X amount, I want to make 20% more and you can completely market yourself that way. And most likely someone will hire you if you, if you look if you look uh, in, in, in in many places. I wanted to ask you, uh, does this sort of lock in that the Bank of Canada is going to raise interest rates uh, next week? Uh, what's your forecast? And if they are going to, is it going to be 25 basis points, 50 basis points? What are you expecting?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, some, some, some rate increases is, uh, you know, virtually guaranteed. I think that is the big question is whether it will be, uh, 25 basis points like they did in March or, or a 50 basis points increase. I and mean, we, and we do, we do lean towards, uh, you know, seeing, a, seeing a larger increase at that 50 basis points, uh, uh, hike, uh, hike next week. Um, you know, it's not also just, you know, the labor market data, but it's also inflation is running, you know, above trend rates. Uh, or above target rates from the Bank of Canada, uh, and, uh, interest rates are still really low. Uh, we still have, uh, you know, rates close to, uh, you know, the emergency lows that were, uh, that we hit, uh, during the pandemic. So you have an economy that looks very strong, uh, inflation that's running above target and interest rates, uh, that are still exceptionally low. And, uh, really it's a, it's a path of very little resistance for the Bank of Canada at this point to, uh, to at least hike, uh, interest rates back to, uh, kind of more levels um levels that are no longer at least stimulating additional economic activity not not necessarily you know tapping on the brakes yet uh in terms of uh uh, the growth outlook but uh but but at least getting up to rates that are not that are no longer kind of adding to uh, uh longer run inflationary pressures
0: Yeah, and people often forget that we're still um, lower than we were post uh, pre-pandemic, that the three emergency cuts that were done in March were still in that environment. So we're kind of still have a lack of a better way of putting it a pandemic interest rate. Uh, We've got to see two more increases of 25 basis points before we get to that level where we can see, you know, how the economy is doing. I'm wondering, you know, during the pandemic, people have taken on um, record amounts of debt, mortgage debt, and many people choose that variable rate mortgage uh, that changes changes uh, with the Bank of Canada announcements as, as the banks change their prime rates uh, whether it's uh, more money going towards interest or your actual payment uh, changing uh, how concerned are you about Canadians uh, debt levels right now as interest rates are rising and, and their ability to manage it
1: yeah I mean I mean I think I think it is uh, it, it, it is a concern and it's something you know that the Bank of Canada I'm sure you know is watching uh, closely as well uh, household debt you know has increased uh, through the pandemic. Um, I would say, you know, um, you know, that mix of that debt has shifted to be, you know, slightly less interest rate sensitive. Uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, mortgage debt. A lot, some of that's variable rate, but a lot of it is also a fixed rate, and you know, four or five year fixed rate terms. Um, so, uh, you know, interest rates on those on those mortgages, you know, don't reset uh, overnight. Uh, they kind of filter through to households uh, over uh, uh, over, in some cases, a, a number of years um and also uh you know there is a lot of purchasing power out there right now at least near-term labor markets are stronger uh, household incomes uh, are rising um, and uh, households have accumulated a large stock of savings uh during the pandemic um so uh so all of that uh you know adds some near term resilience at least for the near-term near-term growth outlook um you know we do get concerned though um you know, particularly, uh, you know, the, the stockpile of savings that out there, that's out, out there, is very large, um, but it's not equally distributed. Um, a lot of it is concentrated at the higher end of the income scale, um, and uh, you know, at the lower lower end of the income scale uh, is also, you know, where uh, uh, debt payments are typically already a larger share of household incomes. Uh, and also uh, where inflation uh, is is biting the hardest uh, in terms of uh, impacting the cost of, of non discretionary spending. Um, so it is you know towards you know later this year into next year we do we do expect uh, uh, interest rate hikes uh, you know that are happening now to start to uh, flow uh, more significantly into into slower uh, slower spending growth on the part of households uh, and uh, and and as a, as a result you know slower slower uh, economic growth.
0: I've got about 30 seconds. Uh, Nathan, where do you expect the, the unemployment rate to go uh, for 2022?
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we don't have it going a lot further, uh, further lower. Um, you know, uh, the unemployment rate is very, very low. Uh, the lower it gets, uh, the more difficult it is uh, to generate, you know, further, further declines. Um, so we have it, uh, you know, flattening out where it is, and and, and starting to rise uh, a little bit, uh, in, indeed. You know, uh, you know, maybe after the next uh, next couple of uh, couple of months. But I think that's, you know, symptomatic of just where we are in terms of the the economic cycle, mm-hmm. um, where uh, you know we we have it's not just labor; it's uh, you know where there are significant capacity constraints on the parts of businesses, uh, global supply chain disruptions that are limiting production capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're just hitting a point in the economic cycle where. The productive resources of the economy uh, that are kind of available for use uh, at, at any one point in time are, are largely already being used. Right. And from that point, it's tough to uh, improve a lot further from there.
0: Thank you so much, Nathan. Uh, great insight into the the numbers today. That was Nathan Jansen, assistant chief economist at RBC Economics. We're going to take a quick break. I'm Rubina Ahmad filling in for Jeff MacArthur. I'll be right back.